Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest, actress, model, Instagram expert, Emily Ratajkowski. She stars in I Feel Pretty, uh, which comes out Friday uh, the 20th, starring Amy Schumer and other very funny people. She came by our studio last week. Julie was here as well. And we had a really great, fun chat. We discussed all kinds of things, right, Julie? I know. It was wide ranging. We talked about her recent wedding. We talked about exercise classes. All sorts of people came into the conversation. LeBron James, some of her unlikely hobbies. There's a lot we got into. So definitely check that out at the end of this uh, week's episode. First, though, we're going to talk Coachella, which is kind of fitting because Emily was actually there. So yes, it kind of goes together. Along with Emily were some of our favorite celebrities attending and or performing. Among them, Beyonce, Leo, Rihanna, And I think I'm most excited about talking about Cami, Marone, and Baskin, two of our recent subjects. Yeah, our In the Limelight sponsored up-and-comers. I know. So, Josh, where should we even begin? Well, I guess I feel like everyone I know, at least as reflected on my social media, was talking about Beyonce. I have to say I haven't watched the full two hours through i've seen clips and things i also saw some clips but i feel like just to kind of get a refresher for the the performance we should give a few details just about the scale of it because it was incredible um from the new york times there's not likely to be a more meaningful absorbing forceful and radical performance by an american musician this year or any year soon than Beyonce's headlining set at the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival on Saturday night. This was an also very historic performance because it was the first time a black woman headlined Coachella. Josh, she was joined by at different points during, again, this is a two-hour performance, which I don't think I could do an hour. I don't think I could do like three minutes. (laughs) I know. I know that was so generous. Of I know. I love that you think you could pull off a full hour of the perfect choreography and like pitch. I think you could too, though. Actually, I, I have faith in you, Julie. But she was joined at different points by Jay Z, Solange, and Destiny's Child in a widely anticipated reunion, mm. as well as what uh, the New York Times described as an ecstatic marching band and approximately 100 dancers. There were five costume changes. And some fans were even speculating that she changed her, her nail color between costume changes at one point. And I honestly wouldn't put it past her. If there's anyone who can do that, it's Beyonce. And I never had any interest in attending Coachella just because I feel like I'm on some like sort of Hunter S. Thompson like hallucinogen trip just from even reading the coverage yeah. about it. Because there are so many random A-list through like Z-list celebrities, random VIP lounges. But Josh, I feel like we should have gone out. Well, this was definitely one of the only times I can remember feeling very, very jealous of being at Coachella. It seemed like a thing you wanted to be there in person for. I know. And I was reading some reports that said Blue Ivy was watching, but I guess she was actually watching backstage. In my mind, I was trying to imagine the security Yeah, guards. I was wondering if she was going to come out at any point. Because, uh, I mean, obviously Jay-Z did, her sister did. And I could have thought, seen her bringing him up blue for like a minute. But um, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, I also was hoping 
someday Blue's going to get to watch, and all three of her kids will get to watch this perform. I mean, it's amazing that, like, to think about if you could watch this performance, you know, when they're, like, older, and, and to see their mom doing this. It's just, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Josh, what were your highlights? What was your favorite part that you saw? I loved watching Rihanna in the front row. There was someone posted this really short video on Twitter. It was like 10 seconds long of Rihanna just kind of like losing her mind like anyone would listening to Beyonce. And I love that she posted, I think, some sort of shot. I don't know if she took it herself from the performance on her Instagram story the next day, just in awe of Beyonce. So I love that Rihanna was just like, I loving it just the way anyone would. I looked at that video I expected Rihanna to just be like in a t-shirt, but she was wearing a full-on like Met Gala costume. Rihanna's outfits all weekend were great. She really went for it. She wore that kind of crazy mask on Sunday. Did you see that? What kind of mask? It's kind of incognito. Um, It's like, of course, like a super, I'm sure, bazillion dollar, really expensive designer mask. You definitely can't tell. You wouldn't know, I don't think. I'm sending it to you now, Julie. I don't know if you wouldn't be able to tell that it was her if you didn't um no oh my gosh it's like a bejeweled like ski mask like full head like you're gonna rob a bank yes, but in the most yes. chic accessory possible and someone i know posted a video of her dancing near them and people around did not realize it was rihanna because like people were not freaking out around her so i feel like they gave her this almost incognito disguise to really enjoy the festival we have to post this because she's wearing these incredible huge earrings that stretch all the way from her ears down to her shoulders like her you can only see her eyes but her eyes are covered in this like glittery eye shadow she makes leonardo dicaprio's coachella disguise seem so low rent which we'll get to in a second but yeah i mean it's really special I'd have to say I really enjoyed the Destiny's Child reunion. I feel like those things sometimes I think are going to be, I don't know, not cheesy, but just lack a certain, you know, it's more about the idea of it than the execution. But I was very, it was very cool, I thought. And I love that she doesn't, I feel like there's certain, you know, like Justin Timberlake with NSYNC or other people who have come up and sort of not, you know, they don't necessarily make a big point of returning to their roots, so to speak. But I love that she always involves them and they all seemed so happy and they all looked great. And I just was, I was really excited by that. I loved all her outfits. I loved the yellow sweatshirt right. with the jean shorts and the crazy boots. I mean, she did all these outfit changes. The Solange was my favorite. Yeah. I could never do anything like that. I had forgotten that Beyonce cameoed in Solange's Coachella two years ago, the same dance. So I, I love that as like a little sister tradition, just like you do with your sister and me with my brother. Every April. <laughs> Come on out for the festival performance. Yeah, every April we do a, a minute long coordinated dance. Great job, Beyonce. I know she's tuning in. She needs the sort of yeah. Beyonce feedback. was waiting for us to weigh in to decide if Felt like she did a good job or not and now that we've given her the seal of approval she can rest easy i also am intrigued that coachella weekend 2 will beyonce do the exact same performance or not i saw someone speculating that she just because she's beyonce and she's at this other level maybe she'll do a completely different set list that would be so insane i could not handle that i don't think i'll, I'll be able to handle that you know we'll be talking about it next monday so let's, let's discuss bieber so he also for very different reasons made headlines at coachella he, I, I love, like, he kind of, everything he did was so, like, you couldn't even make this up. So he was wearing this, like, kind of Hawaiian uh, shirt. He was shoeless. And there's a video of him kind of dancing, I guess is a generous way of putting it, alone uh, at the festival. And he also posed with this, the yodeling kid. 
He was really all over the map at Coachella. And, oh, I did not realize this, dance walking with Baskin Champion. Someone did get a little video footage of Baskin and Justin dancing together, I assume at one of those VIP, very private parties. Interesting. But that wasn't even the highlight. Like, you know Coachella is crazy when Justin Bieber is like, the law at some point like the voice of reason josh do you want to set this one this one up i mean this is like it's it's such a wild and i feel like there's so many details we don't know but it says justin bieber according to tmz he was at a party with his friend patrick schwarzenegger and when an unnamed man entered this party he saw a woman who i guess they believe was his ex-girlfriend and this guy went ballistic and uh, I guess this is per New York Magazine. The man who witnesses said appeared to be on drugs grabbed the woman by her throat, would not let her go. Bieber and a friend repeated, reportedly went up and screamed at him to stop. And when he wouldn't, Bieber punched him in the face and threw him up against the wall while the woman ran away. The man was escorted out of the party by security and was later spotted chasing and banging on an SUV while screaming Justin's name. The cops reportedly arrested him shortly after. Um... So he was basically like the vigilante justice policeman crusader. Which I am living for this version, this iteration of Justin Bieber. This is crazy. I mean, to go from, so he posed with Yodel Kid, he danced with Baskin, and then he basically served as like the Coachella police lawmaker, all while wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Right, and I love that he was at this party, this whole incident, with Patrick Schwarzenegger, who you will recall is dating Baskin's sister, Abby. Right. They're dating the the champion sisters. And they also, before Coachella, we should note, Baskin and Justin went to SoulCycle together, so this is serious. This was an action-packed weekend. SoulCycle plus Coachella equals, I think, we should expect an engagement any minute. I honestly don't know what's more unexpected, that he went to a soul cycle class or he broke up a party at Coachella. <laughs> or broke up a fight at Coachella, rather. Oh, my. But I'm really happy Baskin is really making a name for herself. Right. She did a lot of great Instagramming. And I like that she isn't, you know, it's not like she was by Justin's side the whole time or anything. She's doing her own thing. She had her own group of friends, right. And then, so let's talk about one of our other recent podcast heroines, Cami Marone. She is, so Leo, everyone was at Coachella, I guess that happens every year, but I'm always surprised at how many different people it all brings together. Leo's disguise, Julie, what did you make of this disguise? So it's like a 3D glasses, I guess. Not even like the most advanced, like latest iteration of 3D glasses, but the ones from like 10 years ago where they just seem like paper cutouts. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, completely. Because I didn't even realize they were 3D at first. I thought they were just... I don't even know. Yeah, it's like paper. Old school sun reflectors. Right, exactly. Yeah. He had a newsboy cap and then the hoodie sweatshirt hood pulled over the newsboy cap. I just love him thinking that that's going to make it so no one can tell it's him. Like you still, there's no mistaking a hooded sweatshirt. I feel like the Leo vibe is, you can emanate. Yeah. And Cammy by his side, which she was. Um, so I feel like he was impossible to miss. Um, Everyone 
According to E, everyone at Leo's, Leonardo DiCaprio was keeping it low-key, trying to stay under the radar while wearing his newsboy cap and 3D glasses, as we've discussed. Cami Marone was by his side. Everyone at his table was drinking and dancing, and Leo was very mellow. He was smoking his vape and chilling with all of his friends. Julie, would you rather hang out with the Leo crew at Coachella or the Bieber crew at Coachella? This speaks to how old I am internally, the 60-year-old inside of me. I would rather be a fly in the wall in the conversation the Monday afterward between Cammy and Al Pacino, who's dating her mom, where Cammy tries to explain to Al what Coachella is. What Coachella is and what she did all weekend. And what she did all weekend. Who would you rather hang out with? Uh, I mean, I think that's honestly, that's like such a good call. The Al Pacino-ness of it. I wish like Al, I I feel like maybe Cammy's mom, do we know if Cammy's mom was there? I just wonder if at any point it was floated that Al would come to Coachella with them is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> like if Cammy's mom, who was like, hey, you know, I'm coming, I'm going with Cammy and Leo. Like, you're sure you don't want to come? Um, we can like set you up in some, I don't know, posh setup. What do you what think? What would I- even want? <laughs> We're going to write this fantasy fiction later today. I don't know. <laughs> um, I might, I'd probably pick the Leo Cami crew, I think. Really? I think I can't handle... I think I don't know if right. I can keep you up You couldn't with the handle crew. the highs and lows of the Bieber of the weekend. Justin, <laughs> of the Justin Baskin, Patrick, Abby crew is a lot to handle. Though, actually, the crew I would want to hang with is uh, the crew pictured in this Nicki Minaj Instagram, uh, which was a weird, weird, weird mix of... Nicki Minaj, Shania Twain, Timothy Chalamet, The Weeknd, and several other people. What did they talk about? What did they do? We really have no idea. I love that Shania Twain was in the mix, looking great, hanging with Nicki Minaj. Will there be a musical collaboration soon? What do you think of this crew, Julie? I love it. I didn't recognize that that was Shania in the photo. I just... I. I can't even imagine. And I love that The weekend was hitting all these Coachella parties. There was some report that maybe he was crying while performing the song he wrote about Selena Gomez. Meanwhile, on Twitter, someone took a photo of Selena at a Target. Well, gosh, another Target patron. I know. So I love that she opted out of this craziness for a Target weekend. Interesting. So she didn't go to any Coachella events, huh? I guess I didn't even really connect that. While your boyfriend is on stage at Coachella crying about you, you're just not even bothering to go. I love that. I mean, I also feel like it's so... All these A-listers going to Target. I feel like it's like a trend piece here or something. I know, right? We are extremely lucky and excited to have Emily Ratajkowski here with us today. She's an actress you may have seen in so many different things, but Gone Girl, We Are Your Friends, Entourage... Easy on Netflix. Uh, she's now starring in I Feel Pretty, with which uh, stars Amy Schumer. It hits theaters on April 20th. Julie and I have both seen it and we're obsessed with it. So, oh, amazing. Um, so good. You're in so for good. a treat. She also has an Instagram, which everyone I know follows. And I'm sure you <laughs> so listening nice. to this do too. Aww. She has like, what, 17 million? Is that a bit? So, around yes, there. Yes. Around there. <laughs> it's the same amount of followers I have, actually. So, right. so Emily and I are competing for followers. <laughs> She's a model as well. We were just talking about how she uh, got the award for model of the year, which I was also in the running for. But Emily, yes. Emily, Emily God, took I it. We're so close. Neck and neck. I know. It's uh, for the daily front row awards and um actually emily and i got to talk for a story that was in the magazine i think in 2016 now it's yeah been, it's been a, a little yeah, yeah. bit i know time about, is going so about, quickly uh, social media so yeah. 
Emily, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. We both were lucky enough to get to see the movie, I think, last week. Right. And you are incredible in it. How did the part come about? How did this... So um, I actually met Amy at the Met two years ago, and um, we kind of had, like, girl crushes on each other. Um, I think we come at the same ideas from very different ways and perspectives. So we kind of, like, had that feeling, and, like, we saw each other, and people drink at the Met. I'm not saying that I was, but um, we kind of, like, pointed at each other from across the room, like, really intensely. And um, I think since then it was just kind of a love affair. So um, they sent me the script with Mallory's character, and, you know, in general I don't go for the, like, pretty girl kind of thing, but I really love the messaging of the movie and and my character's narrative. So um, I was really happy to sign on to do it. I have to say, I've been to Soul Cycle. I've never met anyone as nice there as your character is. <laughs> that was the only thing that took That's me out funny. of it. Well, so I've actually never been to Soul Cycle. Oh, really? I've never been to a spin class in general. So um, it was my first time. I was like really living. It was like method acting for Mallory. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I was really living her truth of going to a, a Soul Cycle for the first time. And it was kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. Do you get like free Soul Cycle for life? You should. I don't know. I'm saying their their name a lot. Yeah. Like, um. Can you a phone call. Did you give Amy any feedback into the character? Did you change anything? Yeah, we tried to make her a little bit um, quirkier because at first on the page she read a little um, just kind of like the girl that I was describing. So, you know, we like the idea that she's a little sassy and a, um, a little weird, like loves to talk about like blood and whatever. So I hope that comes through in the movie. What are your feelings? I have this problem or not problem but at the gym like I, you and you run into someone you know mm-hmm. and they come over i feel like the like, way you're and amy's character meet at the gym like that are you a person who's like okay with like do you i don't know if you run into someone at a gym is that like a place you want to see someone or it not? honestly depends on the, the time of the month oh. <laughs> <laughs> one day i will literally be like hello yeah. tell me everything about yourself like let's talk about where we ate breakfast and then the next time like please do not look at me yeah you know it's like uber drivers it's a thing like sometimes i'm literally like tell me about your parents I want to know all of your kids. What's your health? Like, what's going on with you? And then other times I just really don't want to talk. Yeah. And I feel like a gym is a tough place because it can be, I don't know if you're like sweaty or I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's it's not always where you want to catch up. Yeah, no, my my husband goes to Dog Pound, which is just like such a scene. What is that? It's um, it's like where a lot of the models work out, and it's like a cool gym in downtown New York. And Ooh. like, I'm I'm too scared to go. Oh, <laughs> it sounds God. like a secret, like SNL, like you have to have a <laughs> passcode. That's it's, amazing. It feels like that to me because it's like he goes a lot, and I'm just like, oh, I'm too intimidated. He's told me that I can um, I can come and he'll turn on music and I can drink wine and watch him work. Oh. which by the way, that's why I married him. I know. What a, <laughs> he knows a- he knows me so well. <laughs> that's amazing. And by the way, congratulations, you. your new. How is that? Is it different uh, at all? Um, I think it's just it's really sweet to see how much people like love the idea of love. That was the thing that I didn't really realize that was going to happen when you get married. People are like truly happy for you and like excited. And it's just very sweet to be able to share that. I love that you guys went to the courthouse. I did that with my husband. <laughs> oh, we just did not want a whole scene. Yeah. But I loved your look so Thank much. You. Can you Thanks. talk about like how long, how long ahead did you know you were doing that? How long were you planning? Well, I mean, um, I guess like we decided we were going to get married and January and then um, we're kind of waiting and for the right moment like it was one of those things you have to choose you know you have to have one witness and we were like we can't choose one of our friends so then we're like which friends can be there blah 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 like figuring out those dynamics I mean I can't even imagine what having a 300 person wedding is like because it still felt kind of like 
hectic to plan ours. Um, and I just really knew I, I never loved the idea of white for a wedding because I'm not like a pure woman. I'm a woman with a lot of character and experience in life and um i also just love the idea of a suit especially at city hall because it's like you're taking care of business so um i really wanted to wear red actually initially and then i just love mustard yellow and i found that suit and it was just the one Oh my gosh. And now you and Amy are newlyweds. Know, have you talked funny? to her? Oh yeah. She texted me and she was like, dude, something's up with this movie. <laughs> like we both got married like within a week of each other to people that we hadn't been dating when we shot the movie. So it's kind of hilarious. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so crazy. So go see I Feel Pretty because you'll end up married. Yeah. I was about to say there's a good spiritual like <laughs> magic surrounding yeah, this movie. totally. And Busy's um, engaged. So yeah. It was working with Amy as kind of fun, high wire, like every day is like hilarious on set as I would imagine it is. Like, what's it like working with her? So Amy's obviously hilarious, but I think that what I loved about being around her and working with her was how professional and how seriously she takes her job. And yeah. to me, it was just really inspiring. I'm a little bit younger than her. And like, you know, she's hilarious and she can be the funniest person on set. But like, she really makes sure that things are getting taken care of. And like, she really believes in her project. And to see her be such a businesswoman was like very cool to me that's amazing yeah i love your meet cute though like i'm obsessed with oh, this yeah. friendship yeah, do you yeah. see her outside of um work yeah i mean or? we're both really busy but like we text and i i mean i actually call her for advice on taking what projects to take and stuff and like she's the best i mean she called me from italy on her honeymoon to like give me advice on taking talk to me for 30 minutes like very very sweet did you take a honeymoon by the way I actually had already booked a trip to Amangiri in Utah before we had decided on the date. So it ended up being a honeymoon, I guess, because it was right after the wedding. But honestly, in general, I'm kind of in a perpetual state of honeymooning right now, (laughs) which is nice. That's very sweet. Yeah. I feel like what's fun about seeing this movie is that it has the romantic comedy feel to it. It It has this kind of lighthearted thing. And I feel like there's been a lot of talk about like romantic comedies in general. These are kind of movies you're drawn to. Like, were you excited about being part of something that felt like, I don't know, a little bit, not a throwback, but it felt like something that's going to be just like fun for people to come to the theaters and like go to their group with their girlfriends. I mean, listen, I love like a serious movie. I love some of the classics more than anybody, but I also, some of the classics that I love are like pretty women and like, you know, never been kissed and whatever. And those are the movies that just always felt so clean and tight to me in a nice way. And like, I also feel like in this political climate and like the way things are going in the world, comedy is sort of the like most amazing tool for truth telling. Yeah. And I really, I think that like the messaging of this movie is really interesting and it doesn't try to be like overly PC, which means that, the, you know, some people have different reactions to it. But like, I, that's what I really enjoy about it. It's, it's honesty. Yeah. Can I talk about your Instagram a little bit? Yes, totally. How many marriage requests do you get a day? (laughs) Well, I don't read the comments. Oh, you Um, don't? Oh, no, girl. (laughs) Julie and I both have the problem, I think, of like obsessing over any comment that's ever left. I can't do that. It would be insane. I mean, I like now the feature where you, I can see the people that I follow back when they write on it. So I get to see my friends' comments, but I do not delve into that world. It was too scary. Who's your favorite Instagram feed to follow? That's tough. Um, I just started following the guy who knits sweaters of places that he goes. Do you know about this guy? No. Okay. I'm, wow. I might have to pull this up because he's incredible. He's such a dork. So he goes um, to the place and then he, he knits, knits the a sweater. sweater before he goes to the place. Oh. <laughs> and then, oh, this is funny. My husband is DMing me. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, taking it back. Yeah. DM. 
want to say it's Sam something, but he's just a super dork. And I think the um, New York Times just wrote an article about him. I, I, I've got to find Have you met it. him or did you just find him on Instagram? No, I found him on Instagram and it's like, they're, it's like the Leaning Tower of Pisa and like him in a sweater being like, Oh, so then he goes to the place wearing the sweater. And photographs himself in front of the sweater. It's I want to come up with a cool high concept that's and stuff like that. I feel like that's like It's just fun. like, it's yeah. so honest. Like, you yeah. can tell this is truly his passion. Yeah. Like, he really loves it. And that's <laughs> why I love following him. So what are you passionate about? Do you have any crafting skills? Um, I'm less of a craft girl than you'd think. I, I really love, like, design. I mean, I have a swimwear brand and, like, that is completely my own. And so we were actually, I was just talking about this in the car with some friends like being able to creative direct and design and everything that's like so so up my alley I'll, I also just bought a house in LA and I'm um, putting in a pool and doing the bathroom and I've been spending a lot of time on Pinterest like an unhealthy amount of time is there a vibe you're going for with I your found out I'm obsessed with tiles Ooh. I love Ooh. I want a tiled Moroccan style pool but uh. like not very big like a spa pool. I love that. Does your husband give input? or Yes, the... totally. Yeah. We both, I mean, actually, funny enough, both of our parents are, our dads are painters. So oh. I think we grew up like being around that a lot. And so aesthetics are definitely a part of our life. Oh my gosh. So I'm just going to keep going with the Instagram questions. Yeah. Do you, how much do you think about captions or like what you're putting up? Is it very spur of the moment? Are you like, this is a cool photo I'm doing it? Are you like in any way thinking through like a strat not a strategy yeah. but just like what you're posting or so i think that the best instagrams you post are the ones that aren't strategy like they're just impulse because people can feel that and yeah. they, they like love that they're like oh so honest like this is what she was up to this morning or this is whatever and sometimes um it's just literally like a friend takes a picture of me and I'm like, oh my God, you know what the caption should be? Like everyone feels that way. I feel like, you know, people go to dinner and they're like, you know what the caption should yeah. be? You have 2,000 followers, you feel that way. Yeah. So it's basically the same as that. I do have a little bit of a thing with the layout. Right now my layout is not where I want it to be. Like I don't like when you come to Emrata and it doesn't look well laid out. Like Kim right. does it so well. Kim yeah. Kardashian, she has an amazing like layout. Like she has one text, she has one picture of her daughter and then she has a sexy bikini selfie and you're like, ugh. She really knows what she's doing. Her mix is really the well mix curated. Is well mm-hmm. curated. Yeah. But sometimes, like, you know, you got I gotta post like four photos in a row for the swimwear line that I love and I just can't choose, you know, so then the yeah. layout gets a little messed up and then I go through and I archive things that like are great and just for the layout, for the sake of the curated layout. No, so. I totally get that. Because I feel like when you go to certain pages, you're immediately like in a world of someone, you know? Yes, and, yeah. And if it looks messy, like it's not fun. So. And how do you feel about storying? You do story. I do story. So um it's funny I actually have one of the like highest interacted stories which I just found out which is so in fashion I don't know about in the world I'm like let's just be clear I was really surprised when I heard that because I don't post that many stories so I think that there's something to be said for like not overdoing the stories Mm, like I think posting a couple here and there that are like poignant and like because it's annoying when someone has like so many dashes you're like for you know, I, like, I I flip through that. I flip through that immediately. Even yes. people like people I have crushes on too. I'm yes. like, I just can't watch no. as many stories. You're like, like I just yeah. really don't care that much. Yeah. Um, so I try to keep that in mind. Yeah. You've had this crazy meteoric rise. I'm curious, who's the strangest person who's reached out to you? Maybe about collaborating for a project? Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't normally get that one. Good one. Um, and thank you. That's really sweet of you to say. God, this is this is funny. I mean, you know who's come into my life recently um, is the fat Jew. And Ooh. we have a lot kind of um, that we're 
cooking up. So I'm excited about that. And I'm sure I don't think like when we'll be on the streets, people are so confused. <laughs> They're like, can I get a picture with both of you? <laughs> like, I feel like you must throw people doing? off because oh, they think throws, of you in totally different like celebrity spheres. Yeah. them so hard. So, um, but he also has the most watched Instagram stories. So we have a little competitive thing going yeah. as well. Oh, That's I love yeah, that. Yeah. And how did he come into your life? Is he friends with your husband? Yes, yes. Okay. They grew up together. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was there the wedding. He day? was at the wedding. Yeah, he was wearing a Planned Parenthood um, sweatsuit. Wow! Did anyone, very on brand. Did anyone give a speech after anything? Yes, um, actually, some people gave. He gave a speech. Oh, amazing! He loves how political I am, so he loves to poke fun of that. Um, so he, yeah, I can't even tell you. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, but he was actually meant to be the decoy because he's a rather noticeable person. He's right. pretty tall and big guy, and he was wearing a very obvious out- outfit. So, and I, I, as I told my publicist, I was like, shoot, I, I did not expect everyone to find out, which is obviously very stupid i'm living in an alternate universe yeah. blah, 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 whatever i realized that now but at the time i was like well i was wearing a hat <laughs> and she was like you think a hat is going to cover it? like no it's a first of all it's public record you crazy wench like <laughs> you know um but yeah i was convinced that like everyone was gonna think josh was getting married which um didn't work but that's okay I love a decoy situation. Mm, it feels very like heist movie or something. Oh, it, it felt very yeah. heist movie because all my girlfriends were in suits too and I wasn't wearing white. So I kept like passing the bouquet of flowers to them being like decoy, decoy, <laughs> you know, whenever someone would kind of try to make eye contact. Yeah. So. That's so good. Did yeah. you have to alert your publicist before you went? No, I did not. <laughs> and I got a text. Uh, I, had four, I had four hours of like no one knowing and that was really nice because it was really just nice. through yeah. my friends and you know I feel like marriage is such a like personal thing and it should really be about the two people but it's so often not um, so to have those four hours was really good and then I got a text that was like I think you should probably put this on your stories before the press breaks it because it's about to happen and I was like alright like, yeah, reality check yeah I had to FaceTime my parents <laughs> Had had several glasses of champagne. I was like, "Here we go!" Uh, and they were happy. They had met, yeah, met yes, your husband. Yes, they had. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that I'm not. I've never been the like marriage type. Like it wasn't a thing that I even. So they were a little surprised, but they they're excited now. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, you've made such smart career choices. What do your parents think? Do they give you input? Do they like give you feedback after seeing a film of yours? Um, yeah, you know, I think my parents come from a completely um, like my dad is a high school was they're both retired now was a high school um, art teacher and my mom was an English professor. So business like has never been their thing, um, but they're obviously super artistic and like I think that they enjoy watching me sort of create my own world, but they're also very respectful of kind of knowing that it is my own world um but we have a really really good relationship and like you know i think about them all the time like you know i had to give a speech at the model of the year thing and um i just thought about my mom like taking me to speech and debate classes when i was like you know after school and middle school and just like the things that they've taught me are limitless really so I want to know about, I know you filmed this movie with Aaron Paul. It's like yes, a thriller. Yeah. And it lo- you filmed in Europe, right? In Italy. Ugh. And it looked, I remember when you were posting Instagrams from like the set and oh filming. God. And I was like, this looks, first of all, gorgeous. And second of all, I love this like team up of Aaron Paul and you. It seems really fun. So can I'm you, super excited. Can you tease excited. anything about what this movie is yeah, about? Yeah, I like? think we'll be able, you guys will be seeing it this year, which um, I'm really excited about because, you know, it's my first lead, like yeah. true lead. You know, it's very, it's the I, concept of Airbnb and like basically the 
idea that you don't really know whose house you're going into and who's watching you or who owns it and like what their relationship is. And um, it's also kind of like, you know, really relatable. It's a relationship between my character and Aaron Paul's character um, that's falling apart and they decide to go on this trip and then everything just goes crazy. It's so funny. I do have an Airbnb thing. Like, I feel like when I go into, especially if you go into one where you really see a lot of like remnants of the family's yes. house and you start seeing like old childhood photos, it's mm-hmm. a little weird. Like, totally. You, start you to do f- feel like you're in someone else's yeah. space. Yeah. But I also love an Airbnb. I yeah. Do. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Because I just think it's a great way to see places. No, I know? know. But don't get me wrong. I love room service also. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> have you been a Breaking Bad fan? How I love. Okay. So the first winter that I lived in New York, it was like a terrible winter. It was like six degrees every day Mm. and I was like what do people do I'm a California girl like what do you do you can't you can't even go outside and drink like it's too cold you know so um on like I guess for three months I watched all of Breaking Bad every season every every episode I mean like I knew Aaron's face pretty well (laughs) um so yeah I was a huge Breaking Bad fan and I we've become really good friends I love his wife and he just had a baby yeah he just had a baby right yeah yeah um and I just always think of his style in that movie or like how he was I mean in that tv show Mm -hmm. his dress and the way he was I was like I'm so obsessed with such a great character I mean it's so interesting because he was originally not he was supposed to be written off the show he was just supposed to be like a supporting Uh, you know momentary character and because they love the dynamic and like I mean just where his character went and then when Brian Cranston's character went I thought that show was so brilliant right that's yeah. amazing so yeah. what did you get to do in the movie can you tease did you do a lot of screaming did you get there was action? I mean it's funny because the first part of the movie you're like okay is this like a romantic like yeah. like emotional movie about a relationship <laughs> and then it just gets wild and I love um, what my character gets to do because Ooh. it's very un, I think unexpected but I don't want to ruin it yeah so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a tease. I'm sorry. I know. That was, that was good. That was, that was good. Fun. That made honestly, you super it was excited. fun. It was very fun. What do you look for? You talked a little bit about, like, I feel pretty when you're getting mm-hmm. this girl, like, trying to not necessarily go for the kind of that classic, like, right. girl you know, role. What, like, what do you look for when you're getting a script? Is it like, do you have, like, a checklist or anything like that? Or I things? don't because I feel like every project is so different. Yeah. And, like, a lot, sometimes the script is incredible. And then I see the movie a year later and I'm like, that really didn't work. Yeah. So I've, I've learned a lot in the last, like, I'd say three years about reading scripts and also about um, directors and like how to you know really think about the people that are behind the project mm. more than just what the project is right. so what have they done before what what have you seen of theirs and then try to apply that to whatever you're reading um, because sometimes the best script doesn't work um, so for me I think it's really about the team of people because filmmaking is so collaborative and like you forget that you know and you're on set with them every day yeah, you're exactly. on set with them every day but also as an actor it's not like you are editing and, da, 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 yeah. and whatever so making sure that you trust people's instincts and like all in the messaging and the you know the feel like that's most important i think who's the last person you fangirled over oh man oh i know i know so i went to um a 76ers game and they Ooh. played the the calves and i love lebron james <laughs> Like, I love LeBron James. I have a thing for him. Um, When he played Golden State and, like, basically his team was a lot of people injured, whatever. And so it was him against, like, a great team. I I like basketball, obviously. I was like, he's an underdog, which is psychotic because he is (laughs) definitely not an underdog. He's, like, the best basketball player ever. But for some reason, I just have a, a real thing for him. So getting to watch him play in real life was... Did you get to sweaty. say hi? No, 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 no. But um, like... my husband kept being like, biggest fan over here, biggest fan over here. And I was like, stop it. 
<laughs> and we were also sitting with the 76ers owner who like had invited us, which was so nice. So I had to like keep pinching my husband to not like get too excited when LeBron would score because I really did want the 76ers to win. But like, I love LeBron. You guys mm. could have had the perfect conversation because you both worked with Amy. That's true. Yes. Oh, I, I forgot that's about good, that. I honestly wasn't thinking about yeah. that because I just think of him as on another planet. <laughs> that's a conversation thank starter. You. Good yes. to know for yeah. next time. I just started following him on Instagram, which felt like a big deal. I was like, hey, boy. <laughs> I feel like being followed by you is the ultimate compliment. Really? Yeah. Like oh that God. guy who knits sweaters. I, I yeah, feel like you that's really made his yeah. life. Yeah. I don't know if he knows, but I did he follow he follows. I don't know. You? I need to, you need to like figure I'm that scared. out. Like I don't want to know if, what if he right. doesn't follow me. I'm gonna be like so embarrassed. Uh. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> Such a fangirl. Where do you want to be in like ten years? Do you see yourself acting dramatic wise or personally? What do yeah, you I mean that's always such a hard question yeah. because um even five years ago I think I wasn't totally sure where I wanted to be. And um I think that like I am one of those type of people, and maybe this is true for everyone where I just feel myself of evolving so quickly and like there's new iterations of Emrata and Emily like all the time that I'm discovering and I love that I think it's exciting but you know for me it's really about I I need to be doing creative things so if it's not acting then maybe it's designing more or whatever but like I love um, I mean I love group projects like films but I also love being able to just boss things around and make creative decisions and like that's really what I, I think makes me happy so and you have the TV project. Yes, yes. Bright Future. Yes. Yeah. So Kenya Barris, who um, created Blackish and Grownish, yeah. um, is kind of the darling of the sitcom world. Yeah. And I love him. Um, and he has this pilot that we just shot. I'm the lead of an incredible ensemble cast. And um, it's exciting. You know, it's more comedy. So we'll see what happens with it. I love Blackish. That's so exciting. Yeah. Do you have a t- like TV versus movies? Is it? I feel like it's all bleeding together nowadays. Anyway, with yeah. streaming and everything. Like, do you think about that at all? I definitely like, thought about yeah. it when I was taking deciding whether yeah. or not to take the part because you know I think TV is in such an interesting place and film is in such an interesting place. Like a lot of movies just don't people don't go to see them. You know. So, um, and I personally, I watch you know mostly tv now which is interesting yeah. and then it was kind of cool because you know i shot the pilot and i just i decided that i thought tv was in the right place for me but then roseanne happened and i have to say i loved it i thought it was incredible and it made me really excited to be in that space yeah yeah what's your feeling when i'm sure you get we talked about you getting recognized even just when you were at your wedding do you, do you when people come up to you on the street are you cool with that is it annoying i'm sure it depends on where you are but totally. do you do you mind taking selfies with people when they come up to you and stuff like no, that no i'm like if that's the worst part of my job man you <laughs> like, know that's what fine. i think about because yeah, yeah, yeah. my friends like you know i have friends who work in all different kinds of spaces and like that seems like a pretty small price to pay <laughs> you know yeah. um that being said like sometimes people aren't always respectful like my parents parents are 65 and 70 and they'll come up and like interrupt us and just throw not even ask my dad to take the picture just like hand him the phone and that's there's a little part of me that's like that's like a little you know um and sometimes like i'll be on an intimate dinner with like whatever but um in general i'm i'm always happy to meet people who are you know happy to see me like that what an amazing thing yeah. to have you know especially young women who come up to me and are like you know what you say or what i what or i bought your swimsuit or you know just that yeah. kind of like personal interaction it really sometimes it, it like can make my week you know yeah. so i know it's important to you that you kind of have your platforms to speak about political issues and like what's going on in the mm-hmm. world is that something that you ever that's that always been important to you is that something that you ever with social media you can get so much craziness with people responding mm-hmm. does that ever get in your like does that ever become something you think about yeah i mean it's 
It's funny. It I've be, always been speak, super yeah. political. Yeah. So like politics have been a big part of my life. I mean, um, even like I think in middle school, that was just something that was always around yeah. my dinner table. And I think as I've gotten older, I became more and more political um, and like kind of went more to the left. Yeah. I worked for Bernie Sanders and like, you know, this election was so crazy that it was really important to me to take a stand. Um, since Trump's been elected, I think, I think I'm still shook up a yes. little bit. And honestly, like... You know, I I've always thought of myself as an activist, but now it feels like a hard time to be. Yeah. What does that really look like? What does that mean? And so, I definitely try to still use my voice as much, but I'm also having a little bit of a moment of like, okay, where where how do you do this? Like, how do we organize like in a real way that isn't just a post here and there? And um, you know, I think there's only so much that it, uh, one person can do, but I I've been trying to understand where my place could be in that. Yeah. I think everyone feels that yeah. way, to be honest, though. Uh, no, I was going to say, what you're articulating, I think, is what a lot of people feel. Like, what can I do that yeah. can make it, you know? because it's just like, there's a constant news cycle, and it's so yeah. overwhelming, and it's like, you just don't, you feel powerless, and that yes. is an awful feeling, you know? Right. So. Where are you getting your news? You said that you like podcasts a lot. Yeah, I listen to This American Life a lot. Um, I look at The New York Times all the time, The New Yorker. I I mean, I think it's kind of unavoidable, yeah. the news, you know? And I don't, I'm not that I'm trying to avoid it, although there was a Sometimes minute where I took a break. You have to almost for sanity or yes, something. Yes, totally. So I've just really tried to like pick the causes that are important to me yeah. rather than just be like in a particular place and really go in on you know women's stuff and also black lives matter and um you know i think that the larger issues are things that the country is waking up to slowly but surely actually from the right too yeah um and um i think it's a really interesting time it's also just like scary you know we don't have the 1960s anymore where it's just like let's go out there and like we're gonna make a difference like i think my generation millennials are a little bit more like okay well how <laughs> right yeah you know? no exactly i feel like i have friends too who are like i can't even open twitter because it's like you get another thing it's like yeah. the next thing that's happened gets you in you know a funk or not a funk you know intense yeah and no you one know. you know you want to be able to believe that you matter and that yeah. it's not just you know that you have to call your senator you know right. or yeah. that you need to vote it has to be you want to feel that, like the people have power and i mean right now i don't know that everyone feels that way so well we ended in kind of a serious place know, but right. um it was emily thank you so we, we could talk to you all day this was I so know. fun Thanks um so much for and you guys me. have to check out i feel pretty it's so fun yes I, it's I way lighter than yes that. it is it is <laughs> extremely fun emily's character gets a fun little arc you get mm -hmm. you get a surprise yeah, yeah. you know she uh it's it's a really a great movie so check it out and emily thanks so much and thank you so much for having you. me yeah, yeah really appreciate it all right bye guys so that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, please remember to rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us find listeners and we really appreciate it. Also feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We are also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then... No, no bad, bad energy. energy. Huzzah!